Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Roundtable Seller Roundtable Extras. Uh, this is Andy Arnott. Amy's going to be joining us uh, in a little while. Today, we are going to be doing a uh, Q&A type format where uh, our live guests ask us, uh, grill Amy and I on the latest uh, trends, topics, uh, things that they're uh, running into um, when it comes to selling on Amazon, any roadblocks, things like that. And uh, we're going to answer those questions and hopefully you guys get a lot of value out of that. Uh, first off, Wendy asked, um, uh, asked me, where, uh, what are my businesses? And, uh, and uh, she has a struggle with PPC and keywords. So first, um, if you guys don't know me, um, my name is Andy Arnott. I've, I started selling on Amazon in uh, 2013. Uh, we're seven figure sellers. My wife was my partner. She still is. Um, but we've offloaded a lot of the Amazon business to, uh, systems and processes where we have, uh, virtual staff, uh, all around the world that help us uh, run the business. Um, and then I also run some SaaS businesses. If you're not familiar with that software as a service, uh, the main one, uh, is seller SEO, which you guys are probably familiar with. Um, what Seller SEO is, is it uh, lets you um, get a lot of common tasks uh, for Amazon done a lot quicker and with uh, a lot more um, you know, expertise than somebody who doesn't have that expertise. So we kind of baked it all into our tools. Um, so um, yeah, so that's kind of what, what I do. Um, as for uh, PPC, um, I, I, we actually had a, a couple of episodes previously on PPC, but um, if there's anything specific on PPC, I'm happy to answer that. But I'm going to give you an overview of what's going on in Amazon and kind of how PPC is changing and what uh, kind of the trends and the things that you should be looking at and doing in order to um, really uh, capitalize on that. So uh, one of the things uh, that's changing is, uh, you know, most sellers now have access to uh, more targeting, uh, specifically product targeting, which... Uh, we've been testing a lot lately and that's, uh, we've seen some really good results. Um, when you're using product targeting, you just need to make sure that, um, that you're, uh, uh, getting rid of the dead weight. So in other words, you know, you're running a test for about a week or so with, uh, you know, a fairly large list of ASINs, um, and then seeing what's converting, seeing what's not converting and then reducing the bids on, um, on the products that aren't converting. Um, you know, for product targeting, that's, that's, uh, you know, pretty standard with most PPC, but that's definitely what you want to be, uh, doing in, in that, uh, in that front. Um, on the other side, uh, with PPC, um, there's also dynamic bidding, which is, uh, new and, uh, you know, I've talked about it quite a bit. I'm still testing it and I've kind of got mixed results. So I really can't definitively say, um, what works the best there, um, because we're still testing that. Um, but I'm starting to lean towards the, uh, the, uh, the new option, the up and down um, on the campaigns that I enabled it for and left run for quite a while. It seems like the, the performance improves as you leave that option uh, checked. So the longer it's enabled, the better it seems to work. Uh, but once again, I'm, I'm going to continue testing that and let you guys know how that, um, how that turns out. Now, keywords. Uh, you know, keywords uh, have also been evolving kind of quickly with Amazon recently. They, uh, about a month or two ago, uh, probably two months ago now, time's flying. Uh, they disabled the, um, the uh, access to keyword volume. 
but they replaced it with something called brand analytics. Um, if you're not brand registered, unfortunately, you don't have access to it. Um, but if you do have access to it, um, what you're going to see is some really interesting uh, results. Amazon gives you the, the top 1 million uh, search keywords. Um, so that's pretty interesting and uh, a really good way to kind of get some ideas for sourcing. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they source directly go to Amazon and start searching uh, just kind of randomly or, you know, they have some ideas or they've seen a cool product, things like that. Um, we actually kind of work uh, reverse of that. We actually look at keywords before anything uh, because keywords are usually a really good, uh, you know, sign um, of what's uh, going to perform and what's not going to perform. Uh, so that's where we start. We usually um, go to the brand analytics dashboard, at least uh, since that's available now. And we, uh, we start searching uh, through that data and, um, you know, coming up with uh, keyword ideas. And then once we have those keyword ideas, then we go to Amazon and start searching and, uh, you know, using tools like our uh, Chrome extension and then, uh, you know, other tools like uh, Jungle Scout uh, sourcing tools like that uh, to kind of confirm what, you know, what our ideas are. Um, so we kind of we kind of flip the way that a lot of people do it. And uh, in our experience, it works a lot better. The reason why uh, the other way doesn't work too well or is, is it's, it's getting harder and harder to work is because people are seeing all the same uh, trending products and going after all the same products. So you end up uh, you know, seeing a good product uh, now and then in two months from now, it's saturated because everybody else is looking at that same data. So um, you know, we, really, we are really uh, keyword driven when it comes to um, coming up with ideas for, for sourcing. Um, you know, some other things you want to think about for keywords, uh, just generally, uh, that a lot of people don't think about is, um, everybody goes for the, you know, the top three to five keywords. And when you're first starting out, that's, uh, definitely not something you want to do. You want to start with the, uh, you know, mid range keywords. Um, so, you know, say you got a, a list of keywords and you're looking at the 10 most popular, you usually want to go from like result number five down. Um, you know, and when you target keywords, a lot of people, uh, will do a really wide, um, you know, try to target like, you know, 20 keywords at a time. Um, that's good once you've got an established product. Uh, but when you're starting out, you really want to kind of laser focus in on one to three keywords, um, especially when you're launching things like that, uh, using two-step URLs to target those one to three keywords. Um, and then once you do that, then, you know, then you can start moving to the, um, you know, the larger variety of uh, keywords, you know, then start targeting five keywords, then eight then 10. In other words, you build a base and then you, you build up from that base to get those other keywords ranked. Um, so that's, that's something you really want to think about. So, um, all right. Um, let's see, Julia does maybe listen only mode. Um, Harsha, did you have any questions? Anybody else have any, any other questions, uh, any follow-ups? Um, Great, Harsha, thank you. So, um, will campaigns mature over time and give you better ACoS and better results? Um, generally, yes. Um, you know, Amazon's very tight-lipped on, on how, you know, you know, what they give you in terms of how to get the best performance for this stuff. Um, but generally, um, you know, the, the kind of agreed upon, um, you know, uh, theory is, that um, older campaigns do perform better than new campaigns. Um, there's no proof on that. You know, Amazon hasn't necessarily come out and, and said that, but um, you know, just in testing and observation, myself and, and you know, quite a few other people who are involved in the Amazon world um, have also come to that same conclusion. Um, so I would say yes, um, definitely the case 
um, for early testing when it comes to using the, the, the new dynamic bidding up and down. I definitely see that uh, it seems like the longer it's enabled uh, on a campaign, the better it performs. Um, so I definitely think that's true. Um, I would also say it's probably true for auto campaigns as well um, because Amazon is you know using most likely machine learning, um, which machine learning is just a fancy um, word for you know a, uh, a piece of code that is uh, looking at at um, an event and then you know dynamically changing depending on you know the data in that event. Um, so yes, generally the, the the short answer is yes. The long answer is kind of what I just gave you. Um, would there be an uh, expiration date um, on the campaign? Uh, generally, you don't want to have an, a, an expiration date on campaigns unless it is, um, you know, maybe for a launch and you're being really aggressive. So you only want that aggressive campaign to run maybe for a week or two and then shut off. Uh, that might be a reason. Um, generally, we just adjust bidding. If we're running a launch campaign, we'll launch with that campaign and then just adjust bidding down um, for what's performing and what's not performing. Uh, and then um, for... The only other reason you'd want to use it would be for something like a um, an event. So you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, Christmas, birthdays. Uh, you know, something like some um, holiday or something that um, you're trying to target um, that's only available for a limited amount of a limited amount of time. Like for example, you know, if you're running a, a Valentine's Day, um, you know, uh, at, you know, a campaign that's that's targeting uh, Valentine's Day type keywords. Uh, you wouldn't want that to keep running after Valentine's Day. So um, definitely something you want to think about um, when it comes to um, expiring uh, campaigns. But like I said, generally, unless it is a, um, uh, a holiday or some special event, you generally don't want to um, have ex expiration dates on your campaigns. And looks like Amy joined us. Yay, welcome. How's it going? Hey, everybody. I just got cleared to go to China. Got my antibiotics in case I eat something weird. <laughs> <laughs> and doctor says everything is good to go. So I'm excited. Sweet. You probably already have a bunch of immunizations for when you were in the army though, right? They probably already pumped oh. your Air Force. You, they probably already pumped you full of, of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, she went through like, I went through like a 20 page document. And my doctor was, cause I still see air force doctors. So, cause my medical stuff is through the air force. So, uh, she went through this like 20 page document and she's like, yeah, you've been vaccinated for that. Uh, yeah, you don't got to worry about that. So I left like from a list of 20 vaccinations and didn't need any of them. Not that, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, don't talk to my wife about that. <laughs> <laughs> But that's awesome. So what are you guys talking about? What you doing? Yeah, so we're just doing Q&A uh, so far. Um, we got a, a few questions on uh, PBC and keywords, things like that. So I was just kind of going over that. But I, I think I might um, put you on the hot seat. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So yeah, because we, we haven't really done we haven't really done this. And I, I've had this idea for a while. And, and seeing as how now we have a, an, an open day um it seems like a like a good idea so let's uh, let's do it <laughs> all right in the meantime guys while i'm talking to amy um i'm sure she's gonna drop some some great stuff on you but uh you know you guys can ask questions on anything you want as usual so all right amy this uh, i'm actually interested in this too because I, I know you know quite a bit about you but i'm gonna learn more which is gonna be fun 
So, all right, tell yeah, tell us about yourself, uh, where you were born. I think if I remember, it was like Wisconsin, right? Uh, where you live now, kind of your past jobs, college, school, Air Force, you know, any of that kind of fun stuff. Oh my gosh. It's a really long story. Um, <laughs> That's all right. You can, you can, you can just, you can, give us the, you can give us the cliff notes. Okay. The cliff notes of my life. Let's see. I was born in Wisconsin in, uh, in a little farm town in, um, in Green Bay actually is where the hospital I was born at. But we, my family lived on a farm in Seymour. Uh, we had a dairy farm and um, some chickens and some veggies and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, and then I, I grew up in the Fox Cities in Wisconsin. Um, and I was raised by a single mom. And um, I was always a, a, a teacher's pet. I always wanted to get straight A's. I was always, you know, a, like an overachiever. Um, I started playing music um, at the age of three. I started playing piano by ear. Um, and so I've sang and played music my whole life. I play eight instruments. <laughs> um, and well, I didn't know that. That's, uh, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's music in my, in my life there. And, um, when I, um, graduated high school, I, uh, got married very young to a guy who was in the air force and it was my high school sweetheart. Um, that's not, not the guy I'm married to now, <laughs> but God has a way of working things out. So, you know, I moved to California and, um, and I worked as a, uh, oh man, I had so many different jobs. That was the cool thing about, uh, about the military life and moving so much is that I always had to move and adapt. So I worked at, um, at Target for a little while, you know, like Target. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, I started as a cashier and I was bored out of my mind. So I was like, Hey, just keep giving me more challenges. And eventually I ended up being the garden center manager. Um, and so, uh, I did that in seaside, California, right on the coast there. And, uh, and then from there, uh, we moved to Georgia, uh, <laughs> Augusta, Georgia on the other side of the United States. And I got a job as a nurseryman. So I took my, my, um, my love of plants that I learned, you know, um, managing the nursery at Target, and I started working as a nurseryman. I went and got my nurseryman certificate, um, and I learned all about plants. So I knew, like, all the scientific names for plants, and, um, and you know, I worked at a, at a horticulture company. And then from there, I got a job as an accountant in home healthcare. <laughs> and wow, you, wow, you you've had you've had quite the. I thought I was bad, but you've got definitely got me beat. Yeah, so you know, I did that for a little while, and then I decided, oh my gosh, I'm never going to finish college because college was so hard to go to college while I was working full time. And I was like, I'm never going to finish college. I have to do something. So I decided I was going to join the military. And I joined the Air Force, um, and I was um, a my career field was aerospace control and warning systems, and um, we we dub it AC and Dub, um, AC and W. And what I was responsible for doing was controlling aircraft from radar during times of war. 
So um, we would be the first radar uh, out in wartime situations and we would help because you know planes can only see 180 degrees in front of them as you know Andy as a previous air traffic controller. Yep. So um, not only do they need the help of air traffic controllers to take off and land but they also need the help of um, surveillance technicians like I was to help them understand where their enemies are and um, if they're flying the right airspaces. So I did that for a little while, and then also I was a war planner in the Air Force. So I worked for years at many uh, air operations centers and uh, helped plan major operations in Iraq, Afghanistan, Horn of Africa, um, some pretty cool things there. Uh, and, and then after that, <laughs> I became, and I got a job. Rashid was my husband, Rashid. I met him in Germany. We were doing war gaming there. That was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> met him in Germany, we got married and, um, and we, um, he was getting ready to, uh, to get orders to move. And I had retired from the air force by then. Um, and so I had to move to Hawaii. Oh, shame. It was horrible. <laughs> it was the worst assignment ever. No, just kidding. But anyway, I had to find a new job because I had a really secure job in South Carolina where we were at. And I had to find a new job. So because of my knowledge of, of, you know, war planning and stuff like that, I was able to get a job as a software uh, engineer. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but this particular software, it was easier for them to train you on IT than it was for them to train you on how to do war things right? <laughs> that take years of experience. So, um, so I got hired by Raytheon and I worked for them for many years. Um, as a software engineer and I got to travel all over. I got to go to Australia, Japan, all over and, and work and build servers and install software and train users. Um, so that was kind of fun. I took that job and I got, I went to, uh, the commander of one of my units and, um, I, you know, just got really, really brave and I told him he should hire me to manage their entire IT system. And he was like, okay. I'm going to hire you. I'll give you a chance. So I was like, oh man. So I took the job. I was the only female, the youngest female in the career field doing that. And I rocked it. I did a great job. I took projects that were taking them. You know, they had, I think before I came on, they, they completed 17 major IT projects in three years. And while I was there during the three years, we, cre we completed over 200 projects. So uh, I was just really good at project management, at leading teams of people, motivating people. And then Rashid retired from the Air Force. Dun, dun, dun. And Hawaii's <laughs> great. But holy crap, is it expensive. Yep. So we had to find another thing. I had to move again. And so I got a job in cyber uh, here in San Antonio. I got a job in cyber. Um, and so I actually... Um, I got to do some really cool things that I probably can't really talk a lot about here, <laughs> but, um, but I got to uh, really be part of some major cybersecurity stuff that we did, and I got to lead a team of uh, cybersecurity engineers, 36 of them, and we got to travel the world and protect America's weapon systems, which was really, really cool. Um, and I did that for the last four years until... Um, I retired and said, I'm going to become a full-time entrepreneur. And now here we are today. I'm in, I invented a product. I brought it to market and I started consulting and helping other businesses grow. 
That's Woo-hoo. it. That's the whole story. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I just thought of something, Amy. I think we are the only Amazon podcast or you know this type of setup where we can say the two people that run it once had top secret clearance. <laughs> I think mine's still good for two more years. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure mine's mine's far, pretty mine's probably expired by now. But uh, I'm pretty sure that we can we we can hold that over over uh, any other uh, podcast out there. There you go. You can trust us with your secrets. That's what right. we're really trying to say. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's. Uh, it's funny, Amy, because there's a lot of, I didn't realize we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of interconnection. Maybe that's why we were, <laughs> why we were drawn to each other. That's funny. Um, a lot of similar backgrounds with like, you know, aerospace and uh, Hawaii and all those fun things. So cool. Um, all right. So when, like, what was the year that you learned about Amazon? I know that you, I think you said that you were dabbling in eBay too. Like if you're anything like me, um, I dabbled in eBay when I was in college, God, I, that was so long ago. And I remember I got ripped off. Um, but anyway, that was before like PayPal had like any type of protections. It was like the wild west. Um, so it was, <laughs> it was pretty interesting, but, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm quite a bit older than you. So, so, well, um, when I was in South Carolina, uh, after I had my first, I have two daughters ages nine and 11. And, um, when I had Chanel, um, I, you know, I've always had like a little side gig thing going on. I've always kind of been creative. I'm a lefty. So, you know, I use that right side of my brain. Um, are you a lefty, Andy? I'm, I'm not. I'm sort of <laughs> ambidextrous though. Like not really well, but um, a little bit. My left arm's stronger too than my right. So, always so you know, I always had like side gigs going on and I would always just sell. Um, and I was in college at the time too. I, I was in college full time. Um, I have a couple of college degrees. I got five of them. So I, I'm kind of a serial student. Uh, but I, <laughs> I decided that I was going to start selling my textbooks and stuff because, you know, they're so darn expensive. Um, so I started selling my textbooks on Amazon and eBay. And then I was like, okay, CDs aren't really used anymore. So I started selling all my CDs, whatever I could get my hands on. I would just sell it. I would package it with like recycled stuff that I would use in my house. And, um, just send it in. I wouldn't send it to Amazon. I did everything merchant fulfilled back then, but it was like 2007. And so I didn't like eBay because eBay, man, there were so many scammers. Like mm-hmm. you'd I'd post a computer or something on there and I would fully check it out and everything would be good. And the person would get it and claim that it was like not what they ordered or whatever, just so they could get their money back. Yep. And so I just got really weary of selling anything on eBay. Um, I did have really good seller metrics and everything, but it just became too much of a pain. So I mostly stuck with Amazon. Um, so yeah, I started that in 2007 and sometimes I'd go thrifting. And I would just scan something with the Amazon seller app. And I remember finding these Polaroid cameras one time I was in Goodwill and they had like 10 of these old Polaroid cameras and I scanned them on Amazon and they were selling for like 300 bucks wow. <laughs> and they were $8 in the Goodwill. You're like score. We're <laughs> yeah. going lobster tonight. <laughs> so I was like kind of, you know, hooked after that. And I just kept selling stuff and, um, so yeah, it was just a side gig. It was just for fun and I really enjoyed it because it was easy and it was something you could do whenever you wanted. And so naturally when I decided to invent this product, um, I knew that there was no barriers to entry and then I already had this really great um, you know, account on Amazon that was super old and had good metrics. So it was like 
think it was just like meant to be. It was a good, <laughs> it was like a good way to, um, to empower me to, to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's super cool. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I remember like I kind of mentioned it when I first started doing it. Um, so let's see when I was in college. So I'll, I'll date myself here. It was like 1998 ish. Um, I remember I, I had done a couple of side bits. I had my first SAS in college too, which is amazing. Um, but uh, I, I remember I had sent, like I'd gotten this huge order of like uh, Pentium processors, you know, back then it was like the big, and I'd gone out and like bought them, right? And I sent them out and it was like, you know, back then I was just an idiot. So I think it was to, to like Kazakhstan or something, you know, and it was a total scam. <laughs> and I sent them out and everything. And then like a couple days later, you know, PayPal was like, oh, that was a scam. You owe us 1500 bucks or whatever it is. You know, and I was in college and I was like, you know, all right, come and get me. You know, I was like, good luck. <laughs> I think to this day they still send me notices, but it's like a super old account and it's like grandfathered, you know, there's like no way they can. And not only that, I was like, screw you guys. You guys let this idiot into your system. Like that's not my fault. Um, <laughs> Andy was but, selling scammer Pentium processors. That's yep, awesome. Yep, yep, yep. No, but uh, yeah. So, this, so that's that's funny uh, that we uh, kind of had the same experience with eBay. And then actually, eBay just recently, I ordered a um, uh, like a Mac uh, Pro laptop off of it, and the dude sent it to me, and it, like a Coke was spilled in the keyboard, and and like, <laughs> and I tried to complain to eBay, and they're like, oh, you got to talk to the seller. I'm just like, oh, thanks a lot. Like that's why nobody does business with, uh, with eBay in my opinion is because they, you know, it's the, they're not doing the, uh, the customer first, uh, you know, as well as Amazon is. And just the, the just the process of selling and buying on eBay, I just think is super clunky. <laughs> That's true. So I think Gordon might have a question cause, um, they've unmuted a few times. Oh, all right. Does anybody have a question as long as we're, I just want to make sure that we're, <laughs> you guys aren't getting bored with my with my story here <laughs> no no and we're gonna keep going so um, okay. what, what was what, uh -oh. what was the biggest challenge like when you first got started on Amazon like not uh, I know that you, you said you dabbled but like once you like really started you know going with with sifties and like you know once you really started like uh you know putting a lot of time and effort into it well okay so Really, honestly, Amazon had changed so much. Um, the competition had changed. Everything about it was totally like retail arbitrage was not a thing when I started on Amazon. And um, so, you know, it was funny because we we were just going to bring the product to market. But uh, we went to this training by Damon John, the shark from Shark Tank, right? And it was like a local training. And he wasn't there, of course. It was his team or whatever. But what were they focused on? FBA. They were focused on FBA. And we were like, man, like maybe we're, you know, I hadn't been selling on Amazon for a while because we moved to Hawaii and shipping from there would have been crazy. So I took a little break from it. And so I just kind of assumed, well, this will be easy. I can just pick it right back up again, you know, and they covered FBA and private label at this training that I went to. And I was like, oh man, like things have really changed. Is this going to be different for my brand now? And, uh, and I realized I had some things to learn. Um, and, you know, I've always been good at learning things <laughs> with, uh, with my history of different jobs. So I know I can learn anything I put my mind to, but um, but yeah, so the biggest challenge was just really how much Amazon had changed. 
um, we reached out to an old military friend of ours, Matt Colvin, and he was doing six figures a month um, just in retail arbitrage. So I sent Rashid, I said, you're going to go learn from this guy because uh, like we need upgraded training, you know, and what better way to do it than a good close friend that we trust, you right. know, with all the scammers and everything out there. Yep. So Rashid went and literally like they were out there scanning whole aisles and stores and everything. And so we were like, okay, well, while we're developing cities, let's do some RA, you know, and we're out there in the stores and we're like, this is not for us. There's so much work in this. And, um, but what it did is it kind of gave us the updated Amazon training because now there was FBA and now there was all this other stuff that we hadn't really dabbled in before that kind of came about in the four years that I was in Hawaii. So, um, it was really cool to kind of get our feet wet again and also to have an old account that was like ungated and everything and I got auto approved and everything. So we just started like sending in Nike shoes and, um, we did a bunch of wholesale and just, just kind of dabbled in all the different things and, and, uh, thought, well, you know, this is a great way to begin our private label journey. Uh, and so then I started, I launched a few private label products and, and it was kind of like RA and wholesale and everything. And the changes of Amazon prepared me for that. So I always recommend today that if you're going to do private label and you're wanting to just jump right into it and you've never sold on Amazon or eBay or anything like that before, I always recommend do a little RA <laughs> because it'll, you know, like I can't tell you how many buying mistakes we made and we would like just go and, and uh, either recover the inventory and like return it to Walmart <laughs> mm-hmm. or like we'd get home and realize we weren't approved for that or that it was a buying mistake or we read the rank wrong and we would just be able to return it to the store. And you can't do that when you buy $10,000 worth of products from China. (laughs) It was really great to just kind of like learn how much Amazon had changed and then, you know, get that immersive training. Yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, you know, you know that we're uh, selling our house and moving to the other side of the County here. And, uh, uh, yeah, I I was like tearing up yesterday because I I got home and, and Molly was chucking old inventory into the, this, you know, you know, those big construction dumpsters. And I was like crying because we've been holding on to like inventory that we bought like really early on when we didn't know what we were doing. And it's one of those things like, no, someday it'll sell, you know, it's just like crap that we had sourced like super early on um, that we had just, you know, like I said, we were just, I was like, it's like thousands of dollars. But it, it like, like Molly said, it's kind of, it was kind of a win-win uh, because we're like, okay, it sucks that we're throwing this away. Like it hurts, but it also feels great. Cause like, what we've done really well, like uh, in the last like year or two, you know, we have 600 SKUs, <laughs> as you know. Um, I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, it's super, yeah, exactly. It's I'm super, like drowning with like 12 SKUs. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super hard to manage. The good thing about it though is, you know, there's a lot of long tail sales. You know, we still have sales from products that we, you know, like one or two, you know, a day, but that really adds up when you have hundreds of products. Yeah. Um, so in the long, t- in, the, in the sense of like long tail sales, that's great because it's just like almost residual income. Um, but we, we've gotten really good at just kind of like 80, 20 it, you know, going for the 20% that's doing really well, focusing on that, getting rid of dead weight, um, all that kind of stuff. So that was, uh, yeah, that was kind of our, uh, <laughs> when we started out, that was our big, some of our big mistakes. Um, what's your, I, we've kind of talked about this real quick, but like, um, you know, what are your, what's your product development process or like any tips on how to select a product? Um, so in other words, like, um, you know, what, if you're like, say browsing Amazon, like what makes a product for you like stand out 
or something that you think of like, oh, that's cool, but I could iterate it. Or like, you know, do you have any like process? Do you have a notebook? Like, what does that look like? How are you doing that um, when it comes to, you know, finding new products? So I have two ways of doing this. The first way is to go with things that I'm familiar with and start. Um, I like to, I do something that other people I don't think do as often. And that is to, um, uh, that is, and Andy just posted a question. So I'm just like, I'm like, Ooh, the chat thing is leaping. It's so beautiful. I get so easily distracted, but so the first thing that I love to do, uh, I just got some samples in this morning from Ewu, and the first thing that I love to do is hold these products in my hand and think of other uses for them and categories where they're not currently being sold. So I source a product for a specific purpose to kind of add on to my Sifties line, and I got it here and I was like, oh my gosh, this would sell so good in these other categories as this or this or this. And I love to do that. And, and originally how amazing at home was born was all these people that I was copywriting, they would have these saturated listings and I would take their listing and I would find a way to sell it in a new category, their product. And uh, I would completely rewrite their listing and they were, they would sell out um, because now they're selling it where none of their competition is. So if you're, you know, competing for the keyword garlic press, but that garlic press could be used as a, I don't know, like something else, you know? <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I'm really good at finding other uses for products and marketing them that way. I love that. It's like a hobby of mine. So I'm definitely the, the samples that I got in this morning, like I'm already thinking of four different um, categories, to launch them in in totally different listings, totally different UPCs. So that's my first way of doing things. And then my second way is just like we covered on our AliExpress thing, go out there and start digging in some subcategories, like go out on AliExpress or DHgate, even Wish, see what's trending, dig into these random subcategories and then go out on Amazon and see what's out there and how well it's selling. And I look and I'm like, hey, can I compete? A lot of times it's all Chinese sellers and I can totally compete with them. I know I can write a better listing. I know I can do better photos. I know I can do better marketing and follow-up. So if it's just like two or three, some merchant fulfilled, obviously doing drop shipping, I'm like, oh yeah, I can kick your ass. Like I'm ready to go. Like bring it, I'm ordering some of these right now. I'm putting them on the market tomorrow. Yep. So that's kind of my two ways of doing it. Cool. Yeah. So what, what, uh, so in layman's terms, what Amy's talking about is like, say like, for example, like, uh, you know, a scrub brush for the, for the bathtub, maybe another use for it would be like, uh, cleaning out horse hooves or, you know, something like yeah. super off the wall. Um, but that's where, you know, Amy's really, you know, she's good at looking at, okay, like this product was meant to do a, but if you focus it to a different audience, it'll do B, C, D and E. And on each one of those audiences, I can slightly change the product, whether it's packaging, whether it's yeah. uh, the color, whether it's something just slightly different. And then now you've got, you've taken one product idea that, you know, uh, and you can also test this, you know, like Amy saying, you, you put it in one category, if it starts selling really good in that category, you know, it's a viable product. You can go, oh, let's try it in this category with this new product. And you, you know, a lot of times you might even already have the stock or, you know, whatever is, you know using going really wide on the idea which is which is brilliant um that's a really great way of doing things cool amy I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people are getting a lot of value from from uh from those tactics so let's do a 
couple quick questions here before we move on. So um, Harsha was asking, is it okay to do one campaign with up to 999 keywords or create number of manual campaigns to include those keywords to get better, better results uh, performance? That's a really long conversation, but I'll give you kind of the cliff notes on that. Um, that used to be the way I did it. So I would do a campaign and just throw as many keywords as I can um, at it. Uh, the way that Amazon's kind of evolved now into relevancy, that really doesn't work as well. The easier way to do it would be, um, let's go back to our example of, of like a scrub brush. If you're selling a scrub brush, you would just do a broad match scrub brush and then everything that relates to that will start showing up on your search term reports. Um, and then you could just harvest those search term reports and put them into um, a performing campaign. Um, that's kind of the easy, you know, the easier way to, 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 to do that rather than... And doing a ton of research on the, you know, to get all these long tail keywords. And Andy, what I've noticed on the performing campaigns, I'll create a performing campaign. And I, some, what, the way I used to do it is I would put the phrase match in one um, ad group and then exact match in another ad group and kind of compare them. And now I add product targeting to another ad group. But uh, now what I do is I actually put phrase and exact match uh, those keywords into the same ad group. And the reason is because then I can sort them by keyword and I can see if, for example, white scrub brush, that keyword, sometimes it will perform better on exact match and sometimes it will perform better on phrase match. And if I have them in the same ad group, I can look at them right in front of me and go, oh, wow, I have, I've spent $20 on this keyword. Um, my keyword bid is only 75 cents for phrase match, but I've gotten this many sales. So, you know, my A cost is way better on phrase and it is exact. So then what I'll do is I'll come back on my exact bid, really focus in on my phrase bid, be super aggressive with it, check my ad placement, make sure it's good. And um, I've, I've noticed that that is a much easier way to really make bidding decisions in those performing campaigns to put the phrase and exact match in the same one. And then I separate product targeting into its own campaign so that that way I can go through and I'll put each ASIN that's performing into the Amazon search bar. I'll take a look at it. I'll see where my ad is showing up in that, in that listing page and I'll make bidding decisions based on that. Um, I think the biggest thing that I see people struggling with, with PPC, I do a lot of PPC coaching and the biggest thing I see people struggling with is they freak out over spend and then they pause their campaign and they start a new one. And the problem with this is you never get a chance for, first of all, you're not optimizing anything. So you're not making use of that data. And second of all, you're probably not taking your ad placement or um, giving Amazon the chance to show you even more at a lower price for those high converting keywords because you're just starting over and keep on creating new campaigns. So uh, try your best to just focus on optimizing your current campaigns and adding um, more keywords Try not to pause keywords, just come down on your bid because that's gonna reduce your spend. Um, but anyway, that's my, my best advice for performance PPC campaigns. Yep, <clears throat> absolutely, great points. Um, um, another huge mistake I see people doing is, um, I actually just had a, a um, uh, I, I did a share screen with somebody on a coaching call and kind of just like in their account, I showed them, okay, this is how you can actually you know, uh, you know, use filtering and things to actually optimize your campaign. So many people don't even know that filter exists, don't even know, you know, have, have no clue on where to start. Um, so that, you know, just getting those basics down are, are huge. But um, 
you know, it's also really hard. I know as an end user to, to figure out what really works because you're hearing different things from so many people. The reason for that is Amazon doesn't really share with you what works the best. It's up to us to test um, and figure it out. Um, so, I mean, what I always tell everybody is, um, you know, don't take our word for it, test exactly, you know, test what we're saying. If you're hearing, you know, some other person who's into Amazon saying, try it this way, then definitely, you know, try it that way. Just test and see what works best for you. Um, but Harsha, we went long on, on the, on an answer that could be really short. The short of it is, um, to, in, in, in today's world, I would just go, um, you know, do use, use auto campaigns and broad to start out to, to start harvesting those keywords and then go really wide. Now, not to say, um, you can't start out with like, you know, a manual campaign would say like a hundred keywords that, you know, are, 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 you know, really relevant. Um, but it's just, it just depends on the work that you want to do to, to, um, you know, upfront. Um, all right. Andy had another question here. Um, what are the steps decisions to go from testing a product from somewhere like AliExpress to go deep into sourcing it in large quantities? Um, well, once again, that's another <laughs> very large conversation. Um, but so the, the, um, you know, I guess the best way to, I think what you're asking is, um, you know, what are some, some signs that the product, um, has the chance of being successful long-term, um, so some of the, some of the things that of course you want to look for is, you know, you want to, you want to write a, a really good listing. Um, you want to have at least decent photos when you're testing, you know, normally when you're ordering from like AliExpress or something like that, you can email that seller and say, Hey, can I have unwater watermarked photos? You can just use their stock photos. Uh, generally they're pretty good. Um, and then, you know, and then the other thing is you want to do a, uh, you know, a small PBC campaign, you know, maybe just like two or three bucks a day. I don't, you know, depending on the cost of the product, like the sales price, that's going to vary, but you know, a, a decent amount of PPC. Um, and then maybe just give a couple of like two uh, units away uh, just to learn, uh, you know, that promotion system and all that. Now, if you do all those things and the product, you know, what I always tell people is, is if the BSR is steadily, you know, growing each day, um, you know, if you, the first day you sell one, the second day you sell two, the third day you're selling three, you know, in other words, if you're seeing a, a decent progression in the upward trend, that's a good indication that that product has a chance to, um, to be successful um, when you source it for, you know, bigger quantities and things like that. Um, so, you know, those are things you want to look at. You also want to, you know, track your keywords, um, you know, make sure that you're, you're, you know, you, you see your product starting to rank for, for things, um, you know, look at the data in other words, and make sure that, uh, that the data is looking positive. Now, if you throw it up and you know, the product's sitting there, you're not getting any sales, you're doing PVC, things like that, then it might be, um, either you're targeting to the wrong people, uh, the listings maybe, you know, maybe not uh, set up correctly. Um, or it's just, you know, a product that's too saturated and, and maybe you should move on. Hopefully that's what you were looking for. Amy, anything to add to that? Uh, no, I think that that's pretty much it. I mean, really, if the small quantities are doing well, then you want to go through and, you know, find a really good source for that product, make sure that whatever feedback that you got during your test that you're, you know, making those small differentiations. Um, and then really, when you go for the larger quantities, I would think more about your overall long-term sales. So things that you can do like your product inserts and things like that. Once you've made a decision to really do that product, like really think through all the way to the sale and how can you improve your inserts? How can you follow up with those customers? How can you offer something of even more value? 
in case, um, you know, you are featured on Jungle Scout <laughs> or something like that as a high performing, low uh, competitive product, uh, you'll still be able to really capture that audience and continue to capture them and hopefully uh, extend the life cycle of that product. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Um, so Amy, we're going to, I'm, I'm going to grill you a little bit more unless we get more questions. So <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, what is your goal for your business in 2019? I know you're doing your trip to China, which I'm sure you're pretty excited about. Um, any other like, uh, you know, and, and we're, and, and we're doing our, our super cool training that I'm super excited about. Um, that's probably one of my most exciting things right now, but besides seller SEO, I'm super excited about that training. Cause I, um, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to change some lives, which is the most exciting for me. But anyway, what else, anything else that you're, uh, you know, you're planning on doing, um, fun so, stuff yeah. like that? I mean, really the big, the big thing is we have like four more brands that we're launching this year. So just to get those brands started is, um, really good. Um, that is one of our business goals, um, on the consulting side of things, there are things Oh my gosh, there are things that I help people with every single day and I can literally like launch. I can tell you how to launch with my eyes closed and what I mean like I repeat the same words all day long because I just have these I've been doing this stuff forever and I've helped hundreds and hundreds of people with it so it's just those kind of things that I help people with over and over and over again. I want to put those things into bite-sized courses. I want people to be able to, uh, to be able to get help with those things at a very affordable rate and know that they can trust the product that's provided. So my goal by the end of 2019 is to have all of those things that I help people with over and over and over again, where it's the same story every time, you know, yeah. have those things published because right now coaching, um, 24 seven, sometimes I'm on calls from eight o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon. And it requires a lot of brain power to, it's almost like being a psychiatrist where you have to be like, okay, what's your business and what's your tough problem and how can we solve it? And it is, I love solving problems. I love working through things. There isn't a lot that intimidates me with my background. Um, and it's, you know, I love doing that, but it is mentally exhausting. Um, so I'm really working hard on that to continue to help people, but also to grow my business. Um, so that, that's my goal for 2019. And then of course, to formalize, um, my partnerships. So I have, you know, my partnership with Andy, which has been such a blessing. So awesome. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to great things for our podcast and for us to be able to help as many people as possible, which is what we got into this for. Yep. And, um, and for our training that's coming up, I know it's going to help so many people and it's just going to get them out of their fear zone and it's just going to get them attacking it and getting after it. I'm so excited about that. Uh, setting people free in that, in that realm um, without costing them too much money. Right. Which is so great. Yep. Um, and then, you know, we are we are, I'm also partnering with some other folks and, um, and we are putting together basically a big platform of trusted e-commerce providers, people that you're going to be able to go to, whether your business model is wholesale, retail arbitrage, or private label, and you're going to be able to go to those people and trust them and know that we have vetted them because you've been in our groups, you know what we do. And so it's just, 
I can't wait. It's going to be like the year of helping so many people and just seeing so many businesses just take off. And of course, October, Canton Fair. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I have to tell you, like, my big goal is to, um, to get into one of the major retailers. And when I say like major retailers, I mean something like CVS. For example, CVS is bigger than Amazon. If I could get in even half of their stores, 5,000 stores with one of my brands, the potential profits are 450 to $500,000 a week. Like that is insane people. So we're partnering with people like Tim Bush, um, big, uh, big retail agents that can help you break through those barriers and not only be awesome on Amazon, but actually be awesome all across retail. And that's what our Canton Fair course is all about. So I cannot wait to see what our graduates from April come up with. And I'm so excited about October too. Yeah. Well, Amy, you're, you're, you sound as busy as, as I am, you know, like, uh, Amy's kind of like me when, when, when there's some, there's some problem to solve, she attacks it. I'm the same way. So, you know, I've got seller SEO, but like what people don't realize is I've also got like a bajillion other side projects, but like I've told Amy, my goal is still to focus, you know, really hard on seller SEO because I think that, you know, for me, that's, uh, I'm very passionate about that. I love the fact that, um, you know, a lot of the problems that, that I'm sure that, when people come to Amy are problems that my software can solve. Um, yes. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So that's really where I want to double down on, on that. Um, what we're going to be committed to this year is just getting more training and more, um, you know, let people, you know, give people the tools because, you know, you can give somebody a tool, but if they don't know how to use it effectively, it's not going to help them. So like our goal is to really kind of uh, double down on really getting people to not only use the tool, but understand the tool and know how like step-by-step step how, they can take that tool and, and uh, really, you know, uh, use it to change their lives, to grow their wealth, to, you know, leave money to their kids, to buy homes, to do all those things that, um, you know, that we're starting to do. And we want to definitely, um, you know, try to share that with as many people as we can. So I'm super excited to be working with Amy on that stuff too. And uh, very glad that she was one of the first uh, early beta testers for seller SEO. So that was a, that was a true blessing. Um, so Amy, what are, you know, we've talked about this before. What are, uh, so, oh, can you give us some highlights on the project you're planning to launch uh, from Pradeep? So Pradeep, we don't want to give it away because we know people are going to try to copy it because it's, it's kind of a, a <laughs> I don't want to say it's, I don't want to call ourselves brilliant, but I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different way of, of offering training than, than anybody that I've ever seen offer training uh, where we maximize the value for you guys. Um, it's still going to cost money, but, um, you know, but it, it's, we're really trying to make it as, as little as possible, uh, to where we can still, you know, put in all the, cause it's going to take us a lot of time and effort. Like Amy and I sat for hours last Friday, just writing the outline. So, I mean, it's going to, it's going to take us a lot of time and effort, but, um, we definitely know that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be super driven on it because we know it's going to help a, a ton of people. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, kind of like Amy was talking about, like very bite-sized pieces, uh, very um, action-oriented, very um, kind of hold your hand. Um, it's just going to, going to really help you guys. Um, you know, for those of you who, who kind of feel stuck, it's going to really help you guys kind of overcome a lot of roadblocks. Yes, I agree. And it's really just about, about helping you guys. Yeah, exactly. Overcome your roadblocks, overcome your fears, overcome your roadblocks. 
Um, Wendy, you're talking about the training in April. That's my Canton Fair experience. Um, it's all filled up for April because it's a two month course prior to the Canton Fair. So, um, but I'll post the link in the chat if you wanna go check it out and you can sign up for our interest list. And if you're wanting to go with us in October, those classes start in August. So just um, sign up for our mailing list and we'll release all the information in June. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about this training because it's something that is gonna, it's not gonna require you guys to go to China. It's not gonna require you to do any of that, but it's gonna help you just take action and get over these little humps because when Andy and I get, we're always messaging each other and we're like, oh my gosh, this person just launched this terribly saturated product and I feel bad because I want to help them, but I know that it's just a race to the bottom. And it's like, we're both dealing with the same things with clients and Andy, even with, um, with, you know, users of his tool over and over again. So we just were like, you know what, let's do something about it. Let's help people get over these little hurdles without spending so much money and just get, get out there and get their business going. So that's, that's what our goal is. Yeah. Amy, I said I would never do a training cause I've been, you know, people have been asking me to do trainings for like years, literally years. And I've always been like, no, 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 I'm not going to do training just because so many people, there's so many like, you know, snake oil salesmen out there when it comes mm -hmm. to Amazon training these days. So nobody yeah. trusts, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't want somebody to have a bad experience and then trash me. You know, I just was like, I don't want that headache. Yeah. Um, but when we came up with this concept, uh, it changed my mind because I definitely feel like we're putting all the value um, to you guys. Um, so I really, to me, it, it, this, the way that we built it is it, it, I have no problem taking your money because I know that the value is going to be all for you guys. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then we had a question about, will we offer a test pilot? Um, well, in some ways we will. <laughs> What we'll probably do is we'll, we, we will, um, like for people who are on this and like, you know, in, in Amy and I's group, we, we might do some kind of like pre-training kind of just to get you guys uh, interested in what we're doing, kind of maybe give you guys a little bit of, of tidbits um, leading up. You guys will be able to go to a landing page and sign up, of course, like, you know, on, on like an interest list and things like that. Um, that'll probably be hopefully within like the next month or so. Um, <laughs> my life is in chaos right now with selling our house, moving <laughs> possibly going home to Hawaii to visit my family. Um, yeah, all this crazy stuff. So I, I've, I've got a pretty busy month right now. I know Amy does too. So we're going to really try the try our best. I know that one of my main goals when I sit down every day now is to write systems, not only for my software business, but for my Amazon business, because what I've learned is I hate writing systems, by the way, people. I hate it. It's literally like, I feel like I'm back in school again doing homework. I know Amy doesn't feel that way. And I wish I... <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was like Amy, but I absolutely despise it. But what I, what I look at when I start You're writing, better at it than me. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but what I look at it when I, I might have more practice, but what I've, and I've forced myself to, but when I look at it or when I start doing it, I just think of, okay, at the end of this, I'm going to offload this from my shoulders onto one of my employees. And now I get to concentrate on the stuff I really enjoy. So that's it's what you like have a reward. to Yes, that's what you have to look at when you're doing things like that, guys, is, um, you know, and, and I know I've, I've chimed on it over and over again, but writing systems, building systems has changed business for me, like, hugely, so I cannot recommend that more, like, start learning about systems and how they can help you, because they'll absolutely change uh, how you look at your business, how it operates, you know, the, the whole four-hour work week kind of mentality, you know, if you can get your business running where you're just kind of a figurehead and, and you get to, you know, stroll in at, uh, you know, 11 o'clock on a, on a Friday and say, Hey, how's my, how's my money machine going? 
you know, are we making money today? And they're like, yeah, we're good. Or you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to the beach. You know, like <laughs> you want to be that person. So the more systems you write, the better. Um, on that note, Amy, any, uh, anything like that you're listening to PS remind me after this, we have to talk about something. Uh, you talked about getting into big retail. I've, I've got some ideas for you. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, what, what are your current, I know that we're both huge fans of like rich dad, poor dad. Um, you know, uh, any, any other like podcasts or like, motivational material. Like I know that I do a lot of, uh, you know, Tony Robbins and things like that because I need to feed my, my technological marketing and all that, but I also need some like help on the stress and life, uh, you know, life coaching side. Like what, what kind of stuff are you into in, in that sense? Yeah. So, um, for me, my, my faith keeps me really centered. So I definitely, uh, I get into scripture every day and that, you know, and my, I start my day that way and I end my day that way. And that really kind of just helps me live my life with that inner joy and, and love. Um, and so I try to do that every single day. Um, uh, and then, you know, from a business side of things, I used to always listen to podcasts cause I would be in my car, you know, and I'm like, Oh, this is great. So I used to always listen to like Neil Patel and, um, the different, um, like social media marketing, um, and that kind of stuff. And I learned a ton from that in inventors, podcasts, everything like that. When I was bringing my, my product to market, now I do more of reading. So I try to read books like constantly. I started the amazing at home book club and I'm just trying to just constantly read more books. I've been reading like I read the richest rat on rich dad, poor dad. And then every time I read a book right now, I'm reading the ABCs of real estate investing. <laughs> and then I'm doing a few, um, audio book kind of things from mentor box. But every time I read a book, I try to turn it into actionable steps. So for example, from reading, um, rich dad, poor dad and the cash flow quadrant, I realized like, whoa, I have to learn how to invest in assets. Mm -hmm. I have to learn what, how to define assets and I have to learn how to invest in them. And then from the richest man in Babylon, I learned, I have to be able to learn how to keep a little bit of money and make that little bit of money grow before I make big investments, because that is what is going to get me to that next level. Mm -hmm. And so I just try to turn each thing into, I'll take my notes and I'll write out actionable steps that I want to take out of each book. And, um, and that's really worked well. And that goes right over on my whiteboard <laughs> for my military planning days. I keep everything on a whiteboard. Um, and that just, just drives my business and drives, drives me to succeed. So yeah, I've just been reading a lot. Um, and I'm just keep adding more books to the list and I'm just going to keep knocking them out. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, I, I don't think I, I'm not as good at, at, at um, you know, at, at writing out steps like you're doing. I, I, that's a great idea though. I need to do that uh, more. What I do have though, which is kind of funny is, um, and actually maybe I have to start doing this for, for finances. I have, I have a Google doc called my Amazon black book and I forget somebody gave me this idea, but what I do is I, I have literally a Google doc. And if I ever hear about like a ninja trick or like, you know, some new technique or something, I add it to that document. Um, and then I just go back and review it so that like today I'm, I'm launching a product. I'll go in and I'll look, okay, like, oh, here, somebody mentioned this thing and then I'll test it. And like, that's how you build your knowledge on, on like Amazon or anything really is, is when you hear about stuff, like Amy was saying, write it down and then test it or, or, you know, you know, integrate it into your life. Um, one of my favorite podcasts, I'm huge into marketing now, you know, because I'm trying to grow my, my software business 
And um, what I've what I've come to realize is I really love marketing. Like I've I, I I've started to realize that like there's just something about it. Um, that you have to turn dials and mess with stuff, and it's kind of like Amazon. That's why I kind of like really enjoy Amazon. Is there's a lot of uh, of, of dials and things like that. So um, you know that's what what I'm kind of really enjoying right now. Um, I you know since I got an office in town, um, God, what was it like four or five months ago? Uh, game changer. Amy, I know you don't want to do that, but <laughs> for me, it was like essentially lucky your kids are older, but, um, you know, game changer for me, um, just to get that, you know, that, that more kind of, you know, I drive to work, I'm here and then I go home and I've been much better now at like putting work to the side. Um, and then also like you mentioned, uh, coaching calls, I'm actually doing more coaching calls than I used to, but now they're free instead of paid, which is funny. <laughs> um, I charge 400 bucks an hour usually for like, you know, like one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, but, uh, what I've realized is, is that, um, I almost get more enjoyment out of the free one than the paid one. Um, uh, but you know you're helping somebody that yeah, just really, really needs it. Yeah, uh, exactly. But I might I'm also, be like lighting that, that putting, planting that seed that somebody really needs. Exactly. Exactly. But what I've noticed, like you said, is it's just very, very tolling. So, I'm going to, I think I'm going to, unfortunately, I'm going to probably put it behind a paywall where you have to at least be like a, a seller SEO elite member to like get <laughs> access to me just because it's, it's really starting to wear on me. I, I just, you know, it time wise, yeah. time wise, it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to burn myself out. So, um, if you guys it's are good to be able to recognize that though, yeah, like, no, it's good sure. to recognize like the things that are burning you out and yep. Focus on the things that are, you know, that whole 80, 20 rule, Absolutely. <laughs> make Absolutely. sure that you're, you're focusing your time and attention on those things and yep. don't be afraid to be like, Hey, sorry, but this is what I need to do for, for me. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Self-care is very important folks. Um, so, all right, Amy, well, I, we, gosh, we got over an hour and that was actually really fun. So the, our, our no show turned into a, a, a quite a, a fun, um, session. I feel like. Yeah, that was really, it was good. Um, our, so that was a shipping thing that we were going to do, right? Yep. Yep. It was, um, uh, who was it? I can't even remember now. I think it was. Um... So if we need, a, if we need a, a good freight forwarder, I can have my guy come in. I've been using them for two years and they're amazing. And everybody that, I just had a client the other day, he, uh, he messaged me and he was like, Amy, they beat every price that I had. Can I trust it? And I'm like, yep, I've been using them for two years. So, cool. <laughs> um, so right. yeah, and they're, um, oh, Harsha says she needs it. So their name is Brownstone International and they're a US-based company. They take care of all of the, um, all of the customs bond and everything. You don't even have to have a customs bond. They do it all for you. And they have contacts in China. They have an office in China. So they will reach out to your supplier for you. They're very, they make sure that everything is, all the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted so that you don't get in any trouble at customs. Um, and their prices are incredible and they're just a really great company to work with. So is, is that the right one? Uh, Amy, I just sent it. Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. No, everyone. One second here. There we go. Is there a, is there a bull on the website? Um, it should be like, yeah, it's a bull. Yep. INTL, brownstone. INTL. I don't, I don't yeah. know if they can, I can trust them with their website design though. I think I'm going <laughs> to, I know that. like they're not web designers guys, but they are really good freight forwarders and, oh. and they're really awesome. So, cool. um, 
So yeah, they're, if you need a good freight forwarder, I trust them. They're yeah. really good. And I've been using them for two years. So cool. Um, yeah. We should maybe try to get them on or, um, uh, Freight OS was the, we're supposed to be on today. And those guys are oh, kind of okay. the leaders in the space. Yeah. So I maybe completely we can get them agree. Both, maybe we can get them both at the same time. And they yeah. Can Cause battle. what Fredo, <laughs> well, what Fredo S does for you is Brownstone more. They're like start to finish kind of like, as far as they're one freight forwarder where freight OS is giving you access to use to shopping around. Right? right. And you're getting all these great quotes. So I think they, they can exist together. I think they can exist in two different spaces and sure. we can get a lot of value out of both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Well, yeah. so we're going to reschedule that. Uh, um, I talked to, uh, as, as, uh, Isa, Isa from Freight OS. Um, and he, he apologized. He, I guess they had a, a meeting rescheduled or something. He's like pretty high up in the company, I think. So, um, so, you know, as you know, the, the stuff there's moving parts and I believe they're, they're over in Europe as well. So the times like it was like nine o'clock at night for him or something. Um, so it just didn't quite work out, but, uh, we will try to get them back on again, uh, soon. And we also have, um, coming up, we also have a lot of really great, uh, great guests. We have, um, Lyron, if you know, do you know Lyron, um, Amy? Uh, he does a lot of trainings and things like that. No, you don't. I'm like, who's that? I don't who's know. That? No. Oh, he's, he, he's a, he speaks at a lot of conferences and things like that. Um, so we've got him. You know, all the famous people, Andy, I'm the, oh, <laughs> I'm the shy, quiet one. <laughs> and no, nobody knows me. <laughs> um, and then I actually, um, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, and then we're going to do, um, we're going to do a uh, wholesale, like how to do wholesale on Amazon. Um, oh, with Dylan, right? With Dylan Carter, yep. He's really good too. Yep. He's and awesome. that, I think that's our next week. Yeah, that's next week. So that'll be a, a good one. But um, yeah, guys, we have a lot of, of great stuff uh, for you. Sorry you had to put up with just Amy and I today. <laughs> it's good stuff. I think we should do just, just you know, just this crowd, you know. No, I definitely, I, I, like, I like when we, we kind of, uh, you know, have a guest and don't have a guest because I feel like it's definitely a different vibe. Um, you know, we get kind of this Q and A is always like to me. These are my favorite ones, just because it's just kind of like you and me chatting about what we're doing lately and what's working, what's not working, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah, and the next time I get to grill you because I have certain questions. Like, um, I'm gonna make him answer questions like, why, Andy, does your tool work for Google Ads, but when I set them up myself, they don't work? Tell me what you put in that tool. Where did you get those secret things from? <laughs> I'm going to make him give up all the secret sauce, y'all, because I use these tools every day. So I'm just going to be like, okay. So I want to ask Andy questions like, what is the number one thing that you can change in a listing to make an immediate difference? And Andy will know the answer. So anyway, I'm going to make him give up all the good stuff when I interview him. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to pencil that one in. <laughs> we do. When, we, when yes. we don't have a guest. Exactly. All right. Well, I suppose I better go feed the family. We are having white chicken chili tonight. Okay. Remind me, uh, uh, ping me on Facebook messenger, uh, later today. Cause like I said, I, I've got a ninja trick for you, for your business that you're going to, you're going to like, Oh, do you want me to stand right now? I can stand right now. No, 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 no. I'm not sharing it with everyone. It's too <laughs> early. I haven't tested it yet. So, okay. Well, yeah. Share the ninja trick. You know, you know how to do it. All right. <laughs> and I'll oh. test it out. All right, Amy. Have a great one. <laughs> All right. Bye, you guys. Have a great day, evening, morning, <laughs> wherever you are. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I'm going to hang out for another five, 10 minutes, and then I'm going to bow out as well. Um, if you guys have any follow-up questions or things that we talked about today, uh, please be uh, 
uh, you know, make sure you ask in the, in the uh, comments, happy to answer anything else. If not, uh, I think we probably got them all in while we were doing it today since it was a Q and a session, but, uh, as usual, thanks again, guys, really appreciate you, you joining us live. It makes it really fun. Um, if you guys don't know, as I'm sure most of you do, cause you guys are kind of my, our, uh, our, uh, solid go-to, uh, group. I pretty much recognize everybody in the, in the, in the live session today, I believe. Um, um, all the, all the, all these replays are on, um, all the different podcast platforms. And I know everybody always asks you to do this, but honestly, it does help if you guys, uh, you know, leave a review and, and, uh, you know, a rating that we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, and feel free to leave, uh, you know, honest feedback. You know, if you guys say, Hey you guys chat too much about personal stuff, we want only get to the nitty gritty, uh, you know, any kind of feedback for us. Um, we'll try to make this, uh, as valuable as possible for you guys. Cause we really want you guys to, to uh, get the most value, kind of move to the, the next level on, on Amazon. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. And um, uh, the replays, uh, Wendy, are uh, they're all over. So uh, iTunes, uh, you can search Seller Roundtable. Uh, same thing with Android. Uh, it's on Stitcher. It's on, um, uh, what's the other one? Um, pretty much all the, all, pretty much all the, uh, the podcasting uh, platforms. Uh, what's the other one I'm looking for? Uh, Stitcher and Spotify. Um, and then it's also selleroundtable.com. Uh, we also post all the episodes there. We post the video and the audio there and we actually just started posting the video and it's, it's cut into clips. So if you want, if you have a specific, you know, need on or want on like a specific part of that, um, session, you can go in and actually just watch the specific clip. Uh, it's selleroundtable.com. And, uh, yeah. All right, guys. So there's nothing else. Um, I will bow out. One other quick thing is if you guys have uh, tried my Pinterest uh, Chrome extension, we just updated it with even more cool features. If you don't have it yet, it's um, sellerseo.com forward slash pin. And, um, and yeah, that, that's really that, that uh, tool that we built is free is just like really uh, working well for our own account. Our Pinterest accounts growing, 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 and it's free traffic. So uh, definitely check that out guys. Alrighty. Thank you much guys. Happy Tuesday. We'll see you again next week. 1 PM Tuesday, 1 PM Pacific time Tuesday for the live event. All right, guys, take care. See you later. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 PM Pacific standard time for live Q and a and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth seller and amazing at home.com.